demented cupids, this pink fur burger monster from hell. It's literally like Valentine's Day on shrooms mixed with the devil. Coming up, Hush Haunted Attraction in Westland, Michigan opens tonight for their Valentine haunt. From the Haunted Network, I'm Philip, and it's Valentine's Day weekend, so there are over 50 haunts all over the country opening to celebrate. Some haunts, like the haunt in Atescadero, are reopening with their normal show. You can check our feed for our show on February 5th if you want to know more about that one. Others, though, like Hush Haunted Attraction, are adding entirely new scenes and characters to celebrate. We'll find out why that's important after the break. Stay with us. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. From Netherworld to Dark Hour, Area 15, and even Hagrid's Motorbike, Gantam goes where other fixtures can't. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. That's gantam.com demo. Okay, back to the show. Hush Haunted Attraction is opening for their Valentine Haunt February 11th, 12th, and 14th with all new scenes and exclusive characters. Here's Cody to explain why. I am uh, Cody Bailey, the founder, owner, creative director of Hush Haunted Attraction in Westland, Michigan. Yeah, this will be our third Valentine Haunt at our new location. The prior two have been well-received. It's exciting for us because... Something that I've done at Hush, and now that we're going into our 10th season, so it's literally every year, anytime we've ever opened for an off-season event, I've always added new scenes. People are looking for something new and fun to do for Valentine's Day, you know, this Hallmark holiday, for those of us that aren't single riders. And you don't just need a date, you can bring your friends, you know, that's what a lot of us do. It's about having fun and just escaping reality, especially in Michigan in this uh, cold times. Give us a storyline that you have set up for this year. So our Valentine's events are like, how could Valentine's go horribly wrong? What what are the worst things that can happen? Okay, you go on a date, you meet someone great, you guys hook up. Several months later, you end up with a demonic child. So we have crazy babies running throughout. We have demented cupids, this pink fur burger monster from hell. It's literally like Valentine's Day on shrooms mixed with the devil. We're using a lot of practical effects in these scenes because, uh, you know, over the last few years, a lot of our houses, us included, have put money and effort into a lot of animatronics and all that stuff. And it's not the same level of scare. So I wanted to try to get back to the basics with the stuff that we're doing for Valentine's Day and for this upcoming season. And this is like our first multiple scare spots for a single actor, but it's all very practical. It's been one of the most fun scenes that I've developed in the last uh, couple of years. Obviously, there's labor shortages for haunted attractions. They're for every business. So we have to think about how we can make who we do have stretch. And it's not just by, oh, here's an actor, and then four scenes later, here's another actor. I think we need to look at how can we use that singular actor in multiple spots throughout a series of scenes. And that's where practical effects come in, because especially when you're operating at a larger scale that involves conga lines, which we all get inevitably, you can use one actor to control multiple scenes you know there's always animatronics going on but that how are you gonna make that work if there is a single line of people all right this front group got scared from this hole in the wall whatever let's say that for an example how are you gonna scare the middle and the end of that huge line 
you need multiple spots, but they still need to be hidden. And practical effects are the best way to do it. It's drop windows, it's elastic strapping, it's it, it's those kinds of things that I think are going to be able to make this industry survive this labor crisis and survive inflation. I mean, there's no way that any sort of seasonal attraction can fully maintain the staff that we used to have several years ago at $15, $18 an hour. You need to figure out how to make it work with less, but you have to make that live actor portion still be as dominant as any sort of animation, because I, I just think you can't just rely on animatronics. It's not going to work, but you can make one actor, even with conga lines, do so much more work and deliver such better results than um, we've seen in years because those people feel more empowered and they're more um, apt to deliver great results. Are you creating new characters as well for the Valentine event? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We added a couple more on today because it's more fun that way. But yeah, we have this uh, giant candy selling slash baby person. I have in-house artists that work for me that create masks and costumes for us. So we have this really cool, super oversized head that this baby character is wearing. It's in all of our videos and photos that you can see on our website for our Valentine's event. Also, we did the uh, big giant pink fur burger. I actually honestly have no other name for it. So I just called it a giant pink fur burger, which just sounds... He's my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite. And it's so funny, like we made two versions of that costume. We made the first one that was used in our ads. And one of my actors, who's also our our costume designer, is going to play that character this weekend. So he made his own version of it that's like souped up because... It has a uh, like a six foot long tail, a giant kangaroo pouch. It's it's wild. It's awesome. I want to use it for more than Valentine's Day because it's that good. Do you think it's important to have a linear story? That's the hardest part about this event for me because like I'm very story oriented. My bar is very themed, story based. My haunted houses are all the same way. But Valentine's Day is just a fucking. But it works. It works for this. I would never do it for a full season nor a year on business because I just mentally couldn't do it. I know a lot of people do, but it's fine. And that's fine. That's fine. Trust me, it's fine. But for me, like, I want that structure. I don't have structure in my life, but I want structure in my business with a (laughs) storyline. Why do you think it's important to develop stuff that is just available for Valentine's Day? It makes it more of a draw. I just always think there has to be something new, something more unique to create a better experience for our guest. And I think the characters play a part in that. And if uh, we're trying to actually sell this as a Valentine's haunt, we need characters that specifically fit that. So that's why we don't reuse them. I mean, it's just we may reuse some of the ones this year and next year's Valentine's haunt on top of our new ones. But I've never once uh, used a Valentine's character inside of our regular season show. How do you balance the creating these characters for this temporary show versus just working on making October a bigger draw? You're talking about an event in February. Our main show's in September and October. I I think we are using our resources more wisely to continue to build our audience, to continue to engage our cast. And when you're talking about employee retention, especially in this environment, you need to do stuff beyond September, October, and one week in November. That's not enough. You need to engage the people that work for you. 
make them feel part of your family. And that's what I think these things do. We're not diverting our attention. We are bringing in revenue in the off season, which helps cover ongoing operating costs. We're engaging and continuing to interact with our core staff. I mean, I have a 95% employee retention rate over 10 seasons. And it's there for a reason. Because we do things with our team beyond come and work for me these nights, come and, you know, scream your lungs out and that's it. You're done. For example, I mean, my uh, my whole team's been bogged down opening my new bar. My house opens, you know, in less than 12 hours. And I don't even have like my queue line area set up or cleaned up. And I put out a call uh, if some of my cast would come and help just set up. Not a single person wanted money for it. I would have paid them. And they uh, they all showed up and they were there for four hours tonight. They not only set up my queue line, they cleaned up the entire attraction. They helped finish setting up our new scenes. But that's because they like being there. They like being a part of something. And I think, you know, obviously you have to pay your people. I will never say don't pay your people ever. But make them feel like they're more than just a hired mule, you know. And that's how I've run all of my businesses. I have like 10 different businesses now and I've been successful over my lifetime so far. And I think part of that all plays down to uh, my leadership and how we operate as a unit. So how else are you engaging your team to keep them engaged around? You mentioned the bar and you mentioned the February event, but the bar is not your entire acting team. We, we host various events. We do a huge uh, awards ceremony. We do a New Year's Eve party. I'll probably do a couple more parties over the next few months. You know, the benefit of owning a large entertainment venue now is that it's easy to do those kind of events. But even before, you know, I had axe throwing or I had spaces for bars and parties, I would still spend the money. You know, we go to a bowling night or we go to a putt-putt night or we go to a movie night. It may not be all of them at once. There's been plenty of times where it'd be a different group this night, a different group a few weeks from now. Trying to work with everyone's schedules to do only one night, I think is is just a losing battle. And it's really not that expensive. You spend a few thousand dollars over the course of a year to take people to movies, to take them to putt-putt, to take them to whatever else kind of fun stuff people do nowadays. It makes it, it makes a difference. It just makes them feel like they're a part of something. You're not paying for their food or their drinks. You know, you're paying to take them to go putt. They buy their own alcohol. So it's a mix of doing stuff like the Valentine events where there's a paying work and then having kind of like outings throughout the rest yeah. of the year. I've had so many people that uh, have worked for me now uh, for almost 10 years. Back in my early days before we made everyone 18 up and all that stuff. I had some younger people. So I had some people that were 16 in our early years who were awkward, and, you know, in life and were being bullied and didn't know what to do. And they came to work for us and they didn't know what that was going to entail. And actually all six that I know of that had been bullied in school back then continue to work for me today. But we just gave them a new environment to feel comfortable. They meet friends that they can um, relate with. And I think that's just like the best part of my job. It's not about money. It's not about, you know, lawsuits or anything like that. It's that's what makes this all worth it to me. And I think doing off season events just continues to build that it grows that. And yeah, that's 
what makes me love doing it. Today's episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope. Support for this episode comes from Gantam Lighting and Controls. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com demo. We release a free weekly industry newsletter. Sign up on our website or at the link in our show notes. The Haunted Attraction Network team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Maximus Bryant. Our partner stations include A Scott in the Dark, Scare Track, The Scare Factor, and Hauntopic Radio. Finally, please, please, please rate and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. And until next time, Haunters, stay scary. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.